Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for turning up <laughs> on a cold day. And this morning, I'm going to be speaking on divine healing, uh, continuing the third week is entitled Power and Authority Over Sickness. So, although I personally rarely ever go to the cinema nowadays, I did take my kids um, along every now and again when they were a lot younger, especially during the very long school summer holidays. And one thing that all the school kids and their parents um, would really enjoy about the films were, was it was a frequent theme in many of the sort of family PG rated sort of movies where men and women somehow discovered, usually by accident, that they had some kind of supernatural power. Yet, not only that, but they were already endowed with this power, they realised, and uh, it was just that now they were aware of it, uh, conscious of it. And so, going back, you know, these movies, they were sort of aware of the fact that they had these superhuman powers and that they were responsible for learning how to use them. So the question in the movies used to be, you know, how are they going to use this power for good or for evil? And of course, the heroes in the movies always used it for good, <laughs> usually to overcome some evil villains. Um, I can think of a few of them who are on the loose right now. <laughs> but moving on, just a wee example there of like how the movies show people to have like this supernatural power and seriously though I believe that it's high time that we as the remnant of God become conscious and very spiritually sensitive to the supernatural power within us that is almighty God himself the Holy Spirit and that is not a fantasy, that is the truth. If we are born again, we have the Holy Spirit of Almighty God in us. And he is a person. Uh, many people talk about it. The Holy Spirit is the third person, is God, the same as Jesus, the same as the Father. And he is in us if we are born again and his power is not dark. His power is not magical with a key, but rather he operates through spirit-filled Christians like us. And we've also though been entrusted um, with the supernatural power of God himself. And if you just think about that for a moment, we've been entrusted with the Holy Spirit in us. And so we do have a responsibility to know how to be used by the Holy Spirit to do his will. 
on this earth. That's like really the basis of it. The Holy Spirit in us is the power of God. And he is in us and he wants to change the world through us. And if you remember, going back to last week, I was talking about the source of the power for divine healing. That there's the source which is good, that is Almighty God, that is the Holy Spirit. And then there is the source which is from the dark side, whatever people want to call it. The occult, New Age, Reiki, whole list of things with, with names on it. But basically all the dark side. And so last week we were talking about counterfeits and about learning about the source of healing. Because people, you know, have been deceived because they think, well, healing's good, so it must be a good source it's coming from. That is absolutely not the case all the time. Very important that we correctly spiritually discern the source of everything. So today what I'm really wanting to touch on is this idea of power and authority with regards to healing because it really is the Holy Spirit obviously who is healing people by the power of God, the supernatural power of God. And we need to be responsible with how we use that. Unfortunately, if people are not taught properly, then they can be a loose cannon and going around laying hands on people indiscriminately and that can be a problem if they have issues themselves. But everybody who submits themselves to God and is a son, a mature son led by the Spirit of God, can pray for the sick. It's not just somebody like up here in a platform. No, Jesus sent people out and he told them they could lay hands on the sick, they could cast out devils, they could raise the dead. So it is not just somebody special, although the Holy Spirit does give us gifts. Um, some people most certainly have a strength in certain areas. Um, that is true. But everybody who is a born again believer, who is spirit filled with the Holy Spirit of God can pray for the sick and lay hands on them I'm talking about because there's many ways that people can be healed by standing on the word of God. You don't have to have someone lay hands on you. Many, many ways that people can receive healing for themselves. But often people can be desperate, say there's pain, um, and they just don't feel able to actually stand on God's word for themselves. And because we are the body of Christ, brothers and sisters, we help one another, there's a unity there, then, you know, we can pray for one another. And so that is, that is a good thing to do, but it's not really the way to live. We're not supposed to live from like one emergency to the next, asking other people to always do something for us. That's why we're doing this School of the Supernatural to equip you to do this 
because you have the same Holy Spirit in you who raised Christ from the dead and he wants to use you. So it tells us, I've got many scriptures here if you want to jot them down. I'm not going to go through them all because there's far too many. But the first one that I'll quote is, who is with us, in us, and upon us. That's talking about the Holy Spirit. And you get that in Acts 1, verse 8, Acts 10, verse 38. Okay, so the main problem with what I've just spoken about is that many people are completely unaware of the power of the Holy Spirit in them or that it's available to them. Talking about born-again Christians. So... You really need to know this. If you are going to be ministering in the area of divine healing, you need to know that it's the presence of the Holy Spirit in you who's doing it. Not you, not the person on the platform. It is the Holy Spirit in them. Now, we can... I'll talk one week on what's called the anointing. That is a completely different subject because... If someone is consecrating their life to God, then the anointing upon their life can increase. There's no two ways about it. People can have powerful anointing on them because of what they're doing behind the scenes, what they're doing following the Lord. And that's something that's quite different. But today I'm just really talking about the power and authority a brand new baby Christian, once they receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, they can pray for the sick because they have that power and authority that Jesus gave them. So that was just an introduction really into what I want to be talking about. What is this power? What is this authority that we've been given? So we want to really learn about that. What does it mean? So if we go to just a quick definition, a few examples as well, and I've divided them into six headings. The first one is the dunamis power of God. The Greek word translated as power in relation to the works of God's kingdom, and what we're talking about today is dunamis, and dunamis comes from the root word dunami, to be able or possible. And it means force, miraculous power, ability, might and strength. And you can check that out for yourself. It's Strong's 1411 and it's Vine's Expository Dictionary of Biblical Words. Dunamis, that's where I got that. So you can check there if you want. And a number of the English words have been derived from dunamis. For example, I mentioned it last week, dynamite, a powerful explosive. Also, things like dynamo. I used to have one in my bike. I don't know if that's such a good example. Mine wasn't that powerful. And it also means, like, dynamic, powerful. So that is just a definition of dunamis the power that we're talking about in the Holy 
but it regards to divine healing. Dynamite. That's what you've got in you. <laughs> the same power that raised, raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in you, is in me, is in us. And it is not in an unbeliever. So the second thing is, that's just a brief definition of dunamis. The second thing is the context of God's power. In the New Testament, we see this dunamis power of God being released for healing, deliverance. And miracles, signs and wonders as well, that's very important because often people forget about miracles and signs and wonders and really they're talking about healing but they forget the other things i mean the power of the holy spirit is so incredible if you get a revelation of this it'll change your whole life and many people are walking in ignorance of the power that is within them that god himself is within them but he is not used, not, not that we use God, but, you know, he's not able to manifest through the person if they don't know who they are in Christ, which we, we go on about a lot because it's just so important. If you don't know who you are, you're going to have an identity problem. And that is sadly something that also affects people in the body of Christ. Um, hopefully not so much in the remnant, but you know, it is, a, it is an issue. So we need to know who we are in Christ and then we need to know that we have the dunamis, dynamite power of the Holy Spirit in us. That's essential if we are wanting to be used in the area of divine healing. Because really what we're doing here is it's to use out there. It's to use out there when you go out your door in the morning and you know, somebody comes up to you that you've not seen a friend, family member, etc. You can offer to pray for them if they have some sort of issue with their health. And that is what we're to do. And it also demonstrates the power of the kingdom of God. That's something that sadly, I said last week, has caused people to turn to Reiki healing, to go to the body and soul fairs because they have never witnessed the power of God, the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit actually being demonstrated in churches they've gone to. People have told me that over and over again when they've actually seen someone healed or they have seen uh, a miracle take place, signs and wonders. What is happening? What is this? And it's like, well, this is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the kingdom of God being demonstrated. And they are blown away by that. And it usually changes their whole life. And if they're not believers, they want to become believers in Jesus because they see the power. It cannot be denied. The Holy Spirit, the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit cannot be denied when he moves. So... Jesus said in Acts 1 verse 8, but you will receive power. And it was the dunamis power that he was meaning then, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem 
and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, which we have discussed is right where we are. Because in those days, the ends of the earth were, you know, the, not the way we think of the world today. So Jesus also described the result of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as being clothed with power, the dunamis again from on high, Luke 24, verse 19. And Jesus himself is described as being anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, dunamis power again there, and that's Acts 10, verse 38. So the third thing I want to just touch on is, what's the Father's purposes regarding dunamis power? In the context of performing healing miracles, Jesus said, very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. That's John 5 verse 19. That's quite incredible. That's why Jesus went up mountains and went away on his own to commune with the Father, because Jesus was not a loose cannon. He got his orders, if you like, from heaven to do God's will, not his own. Not to just have this whim or think, do you know what, I think today I'll go and do this. And he's not checking with HQ and all sorts of things happen. So in other words, God's dunamis power is released to accomplish the Father's will. And when we have that intimate relationship with him, we learn his plans. And then he releases his power through us, and that can be through prayer. We can release a word from his uh, own word, we can decree a thing and it shall be established, Job 22, 28, or an obedient act like the laying on of hands. All of those things though, we need to be hearing what the Father's saying to us to do. We don't just go off and decide this is a good idea because we've read about it once. We need to be under authority. You know, Jesus was talking to the centurion and he said, you know, come and, and, you know, heal my uh, servant. And Jesus just said, you know, the word is spoken, he's healed. And the centurion immediately, because he was a man under authority himself, realised what Jesus had done. He saw it clearly that there was a hierarchy and God the Father was there and Jesus was demonstrating this authority that we have to understand ourselves. We can't be, like I said, a loose cannon. So we want to fulfill the Father's purpose, and so we need to do what Jesus did. We need to seek God's will about things, even regarding healing, regarding everything that we do in the kingdom. We can go by God's word, of course, but we also need to be led by the Holy Spirit the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. That is talking there um, when you translate it, mature sons. 
So we need to make sure that we are mature and not just running about doing things that seem great to us because sometimes it's not what the father thinks at all. So God's dunamis power is released to accomplish the father's will and for his plans and purposes to be fulfilled. He wants people to be healed. And the fourth thing, our authority and dunamis power. When we receive authority from Jesus, we've been given stewardship of God's power. It's his power, as I was saying, it's delegated to us for his purposes, not for ours. Matthew 10, verse 1, Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out demonic evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. So authority is needed to do that. The sons of Sceva thought they could do it without having a relationship with Jesus, just use his name, and they were beaten up badly. People in their own strength who do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ have no place in going near the most common or garden demon because they will be basically flattened. But if you are born again and you are a child of the living God, you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you to cast out demons. And they know those who know who they are in Christ. And if you are confident about who you are in Christ, you tend to be able to really discern when you're under spiritual attack and when it's just life. Um, and you would honestly not be annoyed by this at a low level demonic then because they will not even bother to come near you if they know you know who you are and you know your authority in christ they will not waste their time now it might be things higher up but god will also give you the authority to deal with things that are higher up as you mature and you understand and you hear what he's saying and obviously submit yourself to the Father's will because it is all about him. It's all about Jesus. We are stewarding that power. It's not ours. And talking about the authority part, that is exousia. It means the right to exercise the power. So Jesus gives us not just the power, but the right to exercise it. That's what the sons of Sceva didn't get. And that's why they were beaten up so badly. So we can only really fully understand the authority that God has given us um, and comprehend the power that we've been entrusted with when we, we get this, what I'm talking about today, very important we understand the power and authority that we have within us. And I'm going on about it a lot today because it covers not just healing, it covers signs and wonders, it covers deliverance, it 
is so important because it's also part and parcel of your identity as a born-again believer. And so many people, sadly, in the kingdom of God, really don't understand this at all. And so they can't be used by God. They really are powerless, although they're not, if they were to really get the revelation of who they are in Christ and the Holy Spirit's in them. But sadly, a lot of people don't get that. And in fact, you know, I've seen people who are terrified of even mentioning the name of, you know, Satan or a devil or, you know, not that we glorify him, but we're also not to be ignorant of his devices. I mean, he loves that. <laughs> when people are ignorant, then he can just, you know, move freely without even bothering. So, the next thing, Jesus' name and dunamis power. Basically, what I'm talking about today is the power and authority that's behind, uh, it's in you and it's behind you being able to pray for the sick. Talking mainly about laying on of hands here with power and authority. But the dunamis power of God is also released in the name of Jesus. His name is above every other name in heaven, on earth and under the earth. That's where the demonic um, is being referenced there. So the name of Jesus is the most powerful name in the universe. And the enemy knows that. So we can cast things out in the name of Jesus. I'll touch on it another time, but sometimes with healing, with physical healing, it's not just merely a physical thing. Sometimes it can be spiritual, the root of the sickness. It can be generational. You know, doctors even know about this, they'll ask you your family history. Do you have people with high blood pressure in your family? What about your mother? What about your father, your grandfather? They understand at a, a basic human level that these things can be passed on but they don't get the spiritual aspect of it. But healing can come when Jesus did it with the Canaanite woman's daughter, just delivering someone from a demon. They can be healed without actually praying for them to be healed. It goes because it's the demon who's been behind the sickness. And when that demon's cast out, the person is well. So. That's very true, that happens a lot. People have what's called deliverance, but it's basically just telling the enemy to get out that person's body because these things can hide and they must come to attention. If you know who you are again, the dunamis power of God and the authority exousia, then they must go, they won't hang around. They didn't hang around with Jesus and try to sort of argue with them about, I'm not going, and it's like, you're not going to make us. No, they knew Jesus had authority over them, and they just asked him to let them go, the goat into the pigs when it was legion, the demon that Jesus came across, who was in the cave, cutting himself, and clearly uh, his mind was gone. And with a word, Jesus just, he was healed. And it was because the demons were cast out of the man. And clearly he'd a lot, legion, talking a few thousand. They came out. He was of sound mind. And everybody knew it. 
And he was wanting to follow Jesus. And the Lord said, you just go and tell everybody what I've done. And often that is what happens when people are miraculously healed of something. They are one of the best examples of the power of God actually in manifestation it will get people's attention if they've known someone for years and years who have been ill that doctors couldn't help and they go to a meeting where a christian knows what to do and casts out a demon they're healed so many people will want to know what on earth happened there and it's actually you know it's it's a uh, it's the gospel of the kingdom. It's part and parcel of the gospel to heal the sick, to cast out demons, and to raise the dead. Don't talk about that very much. That's also part of it. And I know people who have done that. And in Acts 4, it talks about the miraculous healing of the lame beggar at the temple. And this is uh, with Peter, the high priest, and leaders. They ask Peter and John, by what power or what name did you do this? That's in Acts 4, verse 7. And Peter, who's now not the terrified person who ran away and, and, and sort of said he didn't know the Lord three times, he is now bold, and he says to them, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and he doesn't even stop there, he says, whom you crucified, <laughs> but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Wow, and <laughs> that's quite bold. And so there's a demonstration right there in front of the temple leaders of a lame man being healed by Peter and he's telling him how it happened and by what power. So we see when we look at Peter and the disciples after Pentecost, they're quite different, aren't they? Mm -hmm. They're not the scared band of followers who don't get much of what Jesus is talking about at all. And apart from wee glimpses here and there, you're the Christ, and it's, you know, th th they happen, but generally they're sort of fumbling along, going, do you know what's going on? I don't, I don't know, I don't either. Like, mm, I don't know, he seems to know. Just, But after Pentecost, it's completely different. They are transformed by the Holy Spirit because Jesus said in Acts 1 verse 8, if they waited, they would receive power from on high because the Holy Spirit had never been in anybody except um, in the Old Covenant. The Holy Spirit would come upon someone to do a task and then leave. But now the Holy Spirit was come to live inside people by the, the, the gift, the baptism of the Holy Spirit from Jesus. And it's essential for the days that we live in. The fact that some Christians think they can live without this beggar's belief, um, to me anyway, I don't see how you can possibly live a victorious life in this world without the dunamis power and the exousia power of the Holy Spirit in you. 
So the next thing is the kingdom and dunamis power. And we can use words to describe and announce God's kingdom. But the evidence of God's kingdom is God's power in action. And that's what is missing a lot of the time. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 7 and 8 to the disciples, As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely have you received, freely give. And right there is where I was talking last week. You know, a lot of these things at the body and soul fair, you know, you literally do have to cross their palm with a lot of silver to get through the door and then to go to these individual people. It costs a lot of money. A lot of these people are very well off who do it a lot. And here it says, freely have you received, freely give. So you're not to charge someone to lay hands on them and, and they're healed. It's freely have you received because it's not ours to keep or, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit is not for sale. Like Simon the sorcerer who thought he might just be able to buy it. <laughs> and he was told, uh, he was given his character as we would say in Scotland. So you cannot buy it. And you see the power of God, the dunamis power, through the results of what is going on. You know, like when someone lays hands on someone and the power of God manifests and the glory of God manifests, you see it. And the person who is being prayed for, they feel it. You know, it's tangible. It is tangible. The power of God, the dunamis power, is very real. And in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20, Paul described the kingdom this way. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power, dunamis. And isn't that a fact? I mean, it's a demonstration of the power of God that changes people's hearts and minds as well as their bodies. And you can also look at Mark 9, verse 1. And one of the last things just to bring to your attention, we need to, you know, wake up to the stewardship of God's power that we have. I believe the remnant church is in a time of awakening. We are waking up to who we are and whose we are, first of all, we need to know our identity. And after we've got that, we should be increasingly aware of the authority that we carry as sons and daughters of the Most High God. And quite honestly, the dark side, the practitioners of the occult, they can see the dunamis power on a Christian. Even if that Christian doesn't, they see it. 
They see the light of God on you. They see it immediately, depending on the level they are. But even someone sort of at a low level, they spot a Christian if you're walking down the road. Just to let you know if sometimes you think, what was that about? They just came at me in the shop. But that is what's in them. What is in them knows what is in you. The demonic, the dark side, the occult knows that the Holy Spirit is in you as a reaction to kingdoms colliding. So they know who you are. We need to know who we are. And there needs to be this demonstration of power, which is what the remnant, I believe, is being raised up. Uh, for one of the aspects of it anyway to the, the kingdom and the gospel of the kingdom as a demonstration of the power of God in these days it's going to cause people to be healed delivered signs and wonders miracles and people out there are going to want to come in here <laughs> they're going to want to know what is it you've got that we can't get at a body and soul fair you don't charge. What? It's just that people don't know this because most places they have gone into are devoid of the manifestation of the dunamis power of God. Let's be honest. So we're not like that though. <laughs> Anybody who comes in here will see the power and the authority of Jesus Christ in action, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together through us because we'll know who we are and we will be walking with the Lord, obedient to him. And so the power was in, you know, the power was in Peter. And the thing is, you see, sometimes people think, oh yeah, it was in Peter. Oh yeah, I can imagine it would be in Moses or Elijah or, you know, somebody like that. But the key thing is that after Pentecost, the dunamis power of God was in ordinary people. Like you, like me, like us. Hallelujah. Ordinary people. Fishermen. And... Although saying ordinary, they were not ordinary to God. They are sons and daughters of the Most High God. But what I mean is, sometimes people think that it's only the apostles who did this. <laughs> people do think that. Oh, that was just for the apostles at the beginning of the church. That doesn't happen now. Well, if we don't need the power of the Holy Spirit in, a, in operation now, I, don't, I really don't know when we will because you look out there and the power of God is needed to change things and we have the Holy Spirit in us so we have the potential to change the world around us and that I believe is what the Lord wants us to do in these days because who else is going to do it if the remnant doesn't I don't see many people lining up so we need to know about this, and it is promised to every believer the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit living in them. And it's promised in Luke 9, verses 1 to 6, 
Mark 3, verses 14 and 15, Acts 2, verse 39. And so I'll leave you with this to ponder, because it was really more talking about the power and authority behind when you lay hands on people for healing. That's what today's really been about. And if you're a believer, then these signs will follow you if you believe. <laughs> it says in Mark 16, verse 17. So if you're a believer and you believe that the Holy Spirit's in you, that you can lay hands on the sick, that you can speak God's word out your mouth and decree things and stand by faith, you know, all works by faith, that, that should be a given by now. The currency in the kingdom of God is faith. You're not going to get very far if you don't have any faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And sometimes it's good to just say things out the Bible, scriptures, and memorize them so you can hear yourself say them and your faith builds up. And the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance. But if you don't know the word of God, how can you do that in the first place? So we need to know the word of God. That is essential. That is number one. And then, you know, we have the Holy Spirit, the power and authority. So I'll leave you with that. You have the same power and authority that the disciples had, that Peter had when he told the rulers how the lame man was jumping about healed. The same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. I just think that is so incredible. When you actually get a revelation of that, you sit and think about that. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He is God. The Holy Spirit is God, almighty God. <laughs> He's in us. This is incredible. And, um, you know, we can do things that are also miraculous. You know, that can sometimes mean instant healing. Because often healing comes over a period of time. People don't understand that. So you have to stand in faith for your healing. You receive it immediately. But sometimes you have to stand in faith to see it manifest. That there, when you receive it, in faith, there when it manifests, that space is where the enemy comes in to get you to not believe it because you're not seeing it yet. But you then have a choice. Do you believe what God says or do you believe, you know, the enemy going, no, 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 no. you have to say, get behind me, Satan, and believe God, you submit to his word. So just finally... I hope you've sort of got what I've been trying to say just about the power, the authority that we have in us to do not only healing, uh, it is for signs, wonders, miracles, and it's for us. It's also for out there. That is what we're to do when we're preaching the gospel. There's a lot of people out there who will leave this earth tonight and they do not know Jesus Christ as their saviour. So it's also about preaching the gospel to people, telling them that Jesus has paid the price. He's done it. And they just have to receive it. But if they don't hear it, how will they know? So we're to tell them. 
and it is incredibly helpful when you can demonstrate the power of God as you're saying that to people. And I was thinking about this the other day, about you know the miracles that can happen. Joshua had the sun stand still. And I was thinking about that with regarding, it's obviously to do with time. Like God is in eternity, he's out with time and space. And this is something that I'm really <laughs> thinking and meditating about at the moment, about the things that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do, but we just don't have the revelation of it yet. And I believe that in these days, God wants to reveal things to us that would blow our minds. So I think that we're laying the groundwork in the school of the supernatural so that we can build upon things that sometimes people have never heard before. And as we do, God can move because we'll have faith. We'll have faith God can move and he will. So I'll leave you with this, Esther 4, verse 14, very famous verse. Who knows whether you are come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Amen.